God is good. If you have your Bibles, we want to direct your attention uh, to the book of Nehemiah, chapter number 8. Nehemiah, chapter number 8. And begin reading with verse number 9. Thank God for all the progress, all the things that God is doing. Amen. I say that a lot because God is doing so many great things. Amen. And I'm thankful to see the work of the Lord going forward. Nehemiah chapter number 8, verse number 9. And it says, And Nehemiah, which is the Tershatha, and Ezra the priest, the scribe, And the Levites that taught the people said unto the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry. And the final part of verse number 10, or I'd like to draw my title from tonight, is for the joy of the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I want to title this tonight, His joy, my strength. His joy, my strength. Amen. If we could set our Bibles aside, we want to ask the Lord to talk to us tonight. Amen. God, we thank you for the opportunity again to come before your presence. I pray tonight you would anoint my lips of clay, God, to speak as the very mouthpiece of God tonight. And I'm asking you today, God, that the anointing of God would be upon the people today to respond to your word, God. That they would take the seed of the word of God and they would throw it back and they would interact with the word of God tonight, Lord. That it would produce something, God, of eternal significance here tonight. And will not fail to give you glory and honor. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. According to the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. It says regarding joy. That topic. That subject of joy. Besides joy. In a general sense. As the response of the mind. uh, To any pleasurable event or state. Uh, sometimes we we uh, we interpret joy or it uh, as an emotion of happiness as a response to a pleasurable state, uh, but joy as a religious emotion is very frequently referred to in the Old Testament. Religion is conceived of as touching the deepest springs of emotion. Uh, that is what you and I are a part of tonight. Amen. Uh, there's something that takes place here in a church service. And that affects the deepest state of our emotions, uh, the very uh, fiber of our being, if you will. And religion is conceived of as touching the deepest springs of emotion, including the feeling of exultant gladness, which often finds outward expression in such actions as leaping and shouting and singing. Those are some of the things that uh, we reveal joy in our lives. Uh, If you look at someone's life and... And you see them constantly with the long face and looking down in the dirt and kind of dragging their feet uh, because they don't have any joy. 
uh, you, you, can, you can make a very clear assessment that the person that just has that long face and they just, they just have that certain look. You can begin to tell. You can begin to know from the very beginning that person does not have joy. But when you see somebody, uh, perhaps it's in a church service or perhaps it's uh, in, in their home and, and they're worshiping God and they're leaping and they're dancing and they're praising God and they're shouting and they're lifting up their voices before the Lord. Amen. There is the uh, there is the characteristics. There is the symptoms of a person that has joy in their life. It does not mean that everything is going perfectly in their lives. Amen. It does not mean that everything is working out just how they desire it to be. Amen. But what it means is that they've chosen joy. Amen. Over the grief and the sorrow that this world would try to put upon them. And such is what we have here in the book of DMI. The Bible tells us. In, in Nehemiah chapter number 8, that the, the people said to the seers and the prophets, read us of the Bible, read us uh, the law, read us a part of the Bible. We want to hear the word of God. And the Bible says that as the, read, the word of God was read to them, and they begin to see, they begin to know and hear more about God. Uh, their reaction was, uh, was the reaction of how they oftentimes reacted to the other gods in the world, uh, of Moloch and of Beelzebub and then, and all the different gods of the world. And when they interacted with the other gods of the world, it caused them to be enslaved. It caused them to weep. It caused them to mourn. But they did not understand that when they came before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, amen, when they began to receive some revelation of who God is, amen, they wanted to immediately go into that old mindset of it's going to be servitude, it's going to be bondage, it's going to be hardship, Amen. But the Bible says that uh, in verse number nine, that it says uh, they instructed them uh, that this day is holy unto the Lord your God. And do not mourn and do not weep. Amen. And it said, in fact, in verse number 10, go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet. Enjoy the blessings of God for once in your life. Uh, God wants to reveal himself in this place today. And it's uh, the will of God that was God begins to bless the church. Amen. That there be some outward expression in our faces and through our lives of what God has done inwardly. Amen. If God fills you with the Holy Ghost on Sunday morning and God amen, strengthens you and renews you and God, then you get baptized on Sunday morning. But yet Sunday afternoon, amen, you go back to the mindset of being in bondage and having the long face. And what am I going to do about this? And what am I going to do about that? That's not the will of God. That's not the will of God. Amen. That your life, your spiritual life be like a roller coaster. Amen. Where you're filled with joy and exuberance on Sunday morning. But as soon as you leave the church doors, you leave that joyful feeling. You leave that joyful experience behind you. Instead, amen, it's the will of God that you take the joy that you have here on Sunday morning or Wednesday night. You take it with you that the world would see the ornaments of a joyful Christian. Amen. Joy, uh, according to this International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, joy is repeatedly shown to be the natural outcome of fellowship with God. Amen. You look at some people's lives and you say, how come that person is always sad? How come that person always has a sad story? How come this person is just always down in the dumps? Amen. I would probably venture to tell you, that that person is not having fellowship with God, is not having daily, regular fellowship, communication with God. Because when I get into His presence, amen, when I come before the Lord and He fills me with His Spirit, I speak in other tongues, amen, there's 
joy that is automatically expressed in my actions because when I come before His presence, amen, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. It's joy. It's joy. It's joy. And how else, amen, can I have the strength that I need, amen, to, to deal with the situations that life offers up to me, except I get before His presence on a regular basis and say, God, I'm praying today, God, that you would renew the joy, restore the joy of thy salvation, God. In case I forgot what it was like as a new, as a new visit to the house of God, as a first-time convert, in case I forgot what it was like when I first made my way to an altar, God, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Because, God, I needed some strength today. Amen. If you find yourself, amen, down, amen, perhaps discouraged or feeling weak in body, weak in spirit, I want you to go back and remember that time in 1989 or whatever the year was, 1991, 92, whatever the year was when you made your way to an altar and God filled you with His Spirit and you were filled with glory and joy. Hallelujah. And remember, if He brought me this far, amen, I believe He'll keep me the rest of the way. And there's no worry, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. Because it's the joy of the Lord that is my strength. Amen. And joy is repeatedly shown to be the natural outcome of fellowship with God. For the Scripture declares, in thy presence is fullness of joy. In His presence, there's fullness of joy. Amen. Anybody tonight needing some strength from God? Anybody tonight needing God to help you to, amen, to meet some uh, adverse situations in life? Anybody here tonight needing God to help you overcome some obstacles? Get in His presence. Get back in God's presence. I need God to help me overcome some drug addictions, some alcoholic addictions, amen, some promiscuity addictions. I need God to help me overcome some lying, some cheating, some stealing. I need God to help me overcome, amen, some spiritual laziness. I've got to get in His presence and get some joy that I might have strength. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. It's His joy that is my strength. The joy of the Lord is thy strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. It's easy to cast that scripture off and say that's a cute scripture. But when you're dealing with things in life that you feel so weak and so insufficient and you feel like I don't have what it takes, how am I going to make it through? How am I going to get from point A to point B? Get back in his presence. Get back in the presence of God. God, it's in your presence, the Bible says, that there's fullness of joy. And the Bible also connects the joy of the Lord is my strength, God. And God, if I'm, I'm going to have the strength, God, to overcome, the strength to get through, the strength to be victorious, and somewhere along the line, you've got to find your way to God's presence. Amen. It's something that you and I have to do on an individual basis is get before His presence. It's a beautiful thing. To pray as husband and wife. It's a beautiful thing to pray as a family. But there's a time, amen, where you've got to get alone with God and say, God, it's me and you right now. It's mano y mano, God. And I've got to get into your presence. I've got to get some joy. I've got to get some strength. I 
there's been many nights even I've told the Lord God I cannot do this by myself God I cannot make it on my own God God I've said it before God I'm throwing it in the town Lord the white flag is up God I'm surrendering God I'm throwing it in I'm giving it up and I'm reminded I've got to get back to his presence the times where I felt like giving up were the times I began to neglect my prayer life. The times I began to neglect reading the Word of God. The times I began to struggle with carnality and, and all these different things. As they, it were, those were the days when I was neglecting fellowship with God. I was neglecting communion with communion with God. Amen. But when I began to realize, wait a minute, the devil's trying to be, I, he, he's trying to isolate me from the presence of God. He's been trying to isolate me from getting before the Lord. And that's why I'm dealing with all these issues and all these struggles in my mind. But what I've got to do is get back into his presence. I've got to remember, amen, what it was like when he first lifted me up out of the miry clay of sin. And he set my feet on a rock to stay. Amen. There was a time in my life where I felt like I was sinking deep in the miry clay of sin. You said you grew up in a preacher's home. Yes, but there was a time in my life where I felt like I was in the miry clay and I was sinking fast. And I reached out to God and said, God, save me. God, I've got to get back into your presence. God, restore the joy. Restore the joy. Restore the beauty of fellowship with you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's joy that's founded on the feeling of communion with God. And that joy is that citadel. It's that refuge. For the child of God. Because it is realizing he is my God. I don't have to worry. I don't have to fear. Amen. What men can do to me as the Bible says. I don't have to worry about my tomorrows. Amen. Because he holds my tomorrows. And I place in my life. I'm placing my everything. My worries in the palm of his hands. And God is going to provide. God is going to make a way. And it is my citadel. It is my refuge. It is my strength. Because my joy is in him. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I find joy. I find peace. I find security in his presence. And when I leave the altar. When I leave my knees in prayer. I know that he's with me. And there's nothing to fear. This sickness will not be my end. This trial will not be my undoing. Hallelujah. Years ago. Amen. A notable Christian singer by the name of Larnell Harris wrote a song, I Choose Joy. Anybody remember that song? I Choose Joy. And, and that song was in my mind as I was reading this particular group of verses in Nehemiah chapter 8. Because literally what the prophets uh, and the priests, the men of God were instructing the people your natural inclination is to weep and to be sorrowful and to be downtrodden and to be discouraged and to feel like it's all over. Uh, but I want to tell you, the, the man of God began to speak and they begin to expound the word of God. The word of God is there. And if you'll put your trust and reliance in the word of God and if you'll come into fellowship and communion with God. Amen. There is a joy that you can choose. Amen. You can choose to have that fellowship with God and thus have the joy that flows out from that relationship with God. 
Amen. There is a joy. Amen. You see people, amen, that pray a lot, they got a lot of smile on their face. Amen. People that pray, they got they got a ready smile. Yes. Amen. There's there's no struggling to smile when somebody's been praying. Amen. They've been having regular fellowship and communion with God. Amen. And you've got to make it up that decision for yourself. I'm going to choose joy. And that joy is going to come when I get in his presence. I'm going to choose. Amen. Daily to get into his presence. I'm going to make the conscious decision. I'm going to make that decision that I'm going to get into his presence. I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose the path of life. I'm going to come before his presence. It's inconvenient sometimes. It'll cost you some things. But you got to make that decision. And a decision is off that root word uh, it, that we, we, we base another word, incision. An incision is a cutting in, but a decision is a cutting away. And you've got to make some decisions that I'm going to cut away some things. I'm going to choose the path of life. I'm going to, I'm going to cut off some alternatives and some other choices that I, that I could do, but that I, that I might find my way in before with fellowship with God, that, that I might find my place in God, that I might find relationship and fellowship with Him. I'm going to cut away some things, and I'm going to choose the path of life. I'm going to choose to get into His presence. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says that the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. As we read here in Nehemiah chapter number 8, that the ears of the people were attentive to the word of God. And I want to tell you tonight, it's not enough to just be attentive to the word of God. Amen. But you've got to go beyond that and there's got to be some retention. You can't just give attention to the word of God and just hear it and leave it and walk away and never never even remember what you heard in the preach in the church house. But there's got to be some attention to the word of God. And then there's got to be some retention where I retain and I keep the joy that I got on Sunday morning. Wednesday night I take with me. The joy, the victory, the deliverance that I got on Sunday night prayer and Saturday night prayer. I take with me. I take it with me. I don't just uh, give my attention, but there's retention that must happen in an individual's life if he's to, he or she is to live successfully for God. It cannot be just I'm going to give my attention to the preacher, but I've got to give some retention. There's got to be some things that I retain. There's got to be some words that are deposited into my spirit. There's got to be something, amen, in the course of a service where the word of God is literally deposited into a man or to a woman. And you say, I'm going to keep that to me. I'm going to retain that word. I'm going to keep that joy, that path, amen, that, that way of life. I'm going to make it mine. It's going to be mine. I'm going to keep that word of God hid in my heart. Because how vain is it to hear much, but to retain little and practice even less. How vain to experience within us the holy and the sacred. Unless we are afterward careful to close the heart by careful and diligent reflection and prayer. And so keep what we got. On Sunday morning or Wednesday night. Keep it within us. To keep ourselves unspotted from the world. Amen. There's a song that says. This joy that I have. How many remember that one? This joy that I have. The world did not give it to me. And the world cannot take it away. It's a joy that came from God. 
It's a joy that came from Him in an altar of repentance. It's a joy that came from God in an altar of surrender. I lifted up my hands. I said, God, I surrender. And God began to fill me. God began to give me some joy, some strength. Amen. The world will tell you, do what makes do. Do in your life. Make the right decisions that make you happy. Do things that make you happy. Do you. Do what you want to do. Do you. Fulfill your whatever lust or obligation or desire you have. Do that. Amen. That's what the world will tell you so you can be happy. But in the, in the word of God, amen, it's not do you, amen, it's please him that you might have joy that supersedes, amen, the dark nights of life, the trials, amen, the storms of life, and yet they're there through the good times and the bad times, amen, in the world, in the world, amen, a hard trial in life. A hard trial of life in the world will cause people to make their way to the Golden Gate Bridge and jump off that they may end it all because they were pursuing happiness and all of a sudden they lost happiness. The world will tell you, do what makes you happy. But if you get cancer, die with dignity. Go ahead and take your life because you don't want to be unhappy. But there is something that this word of God offers. It's a joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. It's a joy, amen, that is, uh, that is uh, independent of the situations you, you deal with in life. It is there with you in the good times and the bad. That's why, amen, you could, you could go face to face with the doctor giving you the worst news of your life. And with a smile say, that's all right, doc. It's going to be all right. God's got it all under control. Because I got joy. I don't have to be sorrowful. Amen. There's things that we deal with and it's it's difficult. It's difficult. And we get some bad news and we're automatically, we want to to be down the dumps and we want to be discouraged. Perhaps we got more bills than we can pay this month and we feel down the dumps. Amen. But you've got to. Get into his presence, amen. Have some fellowship with God that you might get some joy, amen. That will be the strength that you need to get through that trial, to get through that situation in life, amen. And you can watch God as he has for many others provide your needs according to his riches in glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We haven't heard it. I haven't heard it in a while of people getting a knock on their door. And grocery bags showing up in the front of their door. I know it's happened before. I know it's it's happened to us. I think one time before when we were when we were younger. And God always made a way. And in those trying times of life, mom and dad never came crying to the kids. Kids, you got to pray for us. We we got it bad. We didn't know a thing. Because they, were, they just kept praying. They just kept praying. They just kept getting in God's presence. And God was going to make a way. And, and I've watched God take us, amen, from it seemed like uh, lots of financial struggles, amen, to God bless us to where we are today. Amen. When we were growing up, uh, in, in my very early early years, my, my father owned a very successful hair salon business in Saratoga. And we were driving around in Mercedes and had a big two-story house in the Bay Area. And going out to eat all the time to the nice restaurants. I remember that as a kid. And I remember uh, after a few years had transpired, we came out here. 
and, and it seemed like things began to turn uh, for the worse, and we began to we lost the business, uh, and and went from my my father went from one job to another trying to make ends meet, and my mother sacrificed to put us to Christian school, and the times are hard, and, and, but through it all, Amen. I never experienced a parent that was bitter towards the things of God, but on the contrary, Amen. They got sweeter as the years went by, Amen. They 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 fell more in love with God, and they began to realize that I've got to choose the path of life. I've got to choose joy and not grief. I've got to choose joy and not sorrow. I've got to choose joy and not bitterness. I've got to choose joy and not anger. I've got to choose joy. I've got to allow the Holy Ghost to work in my life. And God has provided time and again. God has made a way. He's made a way. He's made a way. He's made a way. He's been good. But through those trials, through those times in life, my folks never that I know of were bitter at God. How could you take away everything? We had it made. And here we've got a lot less than we had before. But it was because I seen it from myself, my parents, day after day, getting into God's presence. And I remember many times, amen, going, trying to find my mom because I wanted something, her to make me some lunch. And I remember uh, going to the bedroom where I knew she was and the door was locked. And I heard her praying and I knocked. Not now, I'm praying. Man, so go find something else to do. Many times I remember that. Go knock on the door and I'm praying, son. I have to come back later. Unless it's urgent, what do you need? And they, they were diligent in their walk with God and their prayer life. And because those because of those decisions that I'm going to choose to get in God's presence, I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill or that bill in a month. I don't know how I'm going to do make it. I don't know how I'm going to get the kids shoes. I remember many times, many times, amen, the only clothes we bought were those we found at Goodwill. We found, we went down to Goodwill every time. We went down to Family Bargain Center, got us a pair of XJ900s. They kind of looked like Nikes. You know, there's all these different brand names that we got. And, and through it all, my parents were happy. Happiest as ever. You couldn't tell they were having a hard time. No. They were in his presence, getting in fellowship with God. Amen. And they had a I remember there was a there was a job there was a, some jobs that my, my father had and they weren't uh, jobs where you got a regular paycheck. You had to go out and work. And hopefully you did well because if you didn't work hard enough and, and get some good uh, work that month, you might have a smaller paycheck. One of those kinds of jobs where you're walking by faith. And, and time after time, they were there in God's presence, being faithful before the Lord and, and walking with God. And, and God provided. And God provided not just monetarily, but God provided spiritually the strength and the stamina that was needed to get through some wilderness experiences, uh, to get through some trying times, some hard times. Amen. Some of you that are younger, you may not have experienced that yet. But you mark my words, there may be a time in your life where you've got to walk through a wilderness. You've got to walk through a desert. And you've got to just rely on nothing else but the word of God. Nothing else but fellowship with God. And you're going to find out for yourself that he's faithful God. Amen. He'll come through every time. He'll make a way when there seems to be no way. But the decision you and I have got 
Because the first part of verse number 10, it says, go your way, eat the fat, enjoy, enjoy some of that presence of God, enjoy some of that strength you get from God, enjoy what God will bless you with. But then it says, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. Amen. Send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. Send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. That joy is also so that you might be able to give to him which has nothing and say, hey friend, I know you're going through a dark night. I mean, I know you're dealing with cancer diagnosis and you're dealing with all sorts of addictions but the joy that I've got it's unspeakable. It's full of glory. It is enough to help you get through your trial. And God wants to have in this place some overflowing Christians. Some overflowing Christians. Amen. If all you do is talk about your problems and your trials, you're not an overflowing Christian. But if somewhere along the line you say, I've, I know, yeah, I've got problems, I've got issues, but let me tell you who Jesus is. Let me tell you about some joy. Let me tell you about my experience. It lasts that prayer me. Let me tell you about what God did for me. Let me tell you about what the preacher preached. Let me tell you about what God has done. Eat and drink the best that you have. And while you are feeding yourselves in the fear of the Lord, remember those who cannot feast and send portions unto them that the joy and the thanksgiving may be spread abroad 
Amen. Let the poor have reason to rejoice with you as well. Is what the writer says. You say, God's blessed me. Go bless somebody else. God blessed me last night in church. Man, what a great service we had. God blessed me so much. Did you bless somebody else? Did you take what you had and give to the person you didn't have? Or did you just keep it for yourself? Verse number 10 says, send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. Amen. That's why we've got to get some overflowing cups. That's why we've got to come to an altar. You say, I'm all right, preacher. I'm all right, pastor. I'm prayed up already. Amen. But do you got a little bit of overflow in your life? Is there a little bit of excess that you can give to somebody else when you leave this place tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Peter 1 and 8. Whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Perhaps you've seen or you remember in your life the individual get up from being baptized, being being buried with him in baptism in a watery grave, and they don't have the words to say. It was awesome. It was it was amazing. I don't even know how to describe it. I don't even know how to express how I feel. I don't even know. We were here a few weeks ago, and there was a lady here that God was touching her so wonderfully, so beautifully, and she was baptized in Jesus' name, and, and afterwards asking her, and she didn't know what how, how to even describe it. What words do I use? Amen. That is what I'm talking about. That is joy that is unspeakable. Amen. You don't even know how to express it. Amen. It just bubbles out and bubbles over. And it's full of glory. Hallelujah. It's full of glory. Amen. It's the happiness of heaven. It's the happiness of heaven coming into a person's life. Joy. The happiness of heaven. And when you get into heavenly places with God, when you come before his presence and you feel enraptured with his spirit and you speak in tongues and you worship God and you forget about the clock on the wall and you forget about... Kids screaming outside and you say, God, I love you, God. I feel the glory of God. What is the glory of God? It's nothing other than the, the spirit of heaven begin to feel that place. Amen. The glory of God, it's joy, it's unspeakable, and it's full of glory. Amen. It's uh, for the happiness of heaven will be but an expansion, a prolongation, and a purifying of that which we already have here through joy of the Lord. Amen. It's, uh, except when we get to heaven, it is expanded further. Amen. But there should already be in our lives here on earth some joy, some happiness of heaven, some things that are, amen, being exhibited from our lives. Amen. There you don't need all the ornaments that the world would try to put on your physical body. Amen. What God wants to put on your physical body is some uh, some adorn, some ornaments of the heart. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. God wants the joy to shine through somebody's face, through somebody's appearance. And oftentimes we think, well, I'm just going to put on some makeup and I'm just going to try and make myself look pretty and just kind of cover some things. Amen. The will of God is that there be makeup-free faces. Amen. There be shape-facedness. That the joy that you experience here is expressed, is revealed through your face. And people, when they look at you, they don't see cover girl. 
They don't see all the different makeup lines. Amen. But they see the joy of the Lord. They see heaven. They see the happiness of heaven in your life. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you, Lord. Could we talk to God for a moment? Could we magnify Him? Could we love Him here today? Lord, I want that joy to shine through my life. I want the world, God, to see a people that got the joy of the Lord in their lives. God, I pray that that joy would shine forth from my face. That the world would see, that they would see Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 2 John chapter 1 and 12, amen. The writer says that your joy may be full. That your joy may be full. Amen. Psalm 16 and 11, as we come to a close, thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Jude chapter 1 and verse 24 says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Amen. It's not the will of God that you leave here and go out and sin and do yourself and do and do your please your flesh and live for self, but into him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. It's with exceeding joy. How am I going to keep from falling? How am I going to keep from going back to that old lifestyle? The old ways. How am I going to keep from falling? Get in His presence. Get in His presence. Have some exceeding joy in your life. Allow God to put a smile back on your face. Allow God to put a smile back on your face. If we could stand tonight as we close. Amen. It's a few more verses of scripture. It's Acts 13 and 52. It says, And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. They were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. There's an association that's made with God's Spirit and joy. Romans 14 and 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Romans 15 and 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Through the power of the Holy Ghost. 1 Thessalonians 1 and 6. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. And the final verse here tonight is in Galatians chapter 5 and 22. But the fruit... Of the Spirit. Of the Spirit is love, joy. It's a spirit thing tonight. It's a spirit thing. Am I staying full of the Holy Ghost? Am I staying full of the Holy Ghost? God, I need your Spirit. I've got to get that Spirit when I get in your presence tonight. As we close, why don't we just lift up our hands right where we are. Let's just talk to God here for a few moments before we're dismissed. Why don't we reach out to God, lift up, lifting up our voices.
and calling out upon the name of the Lord. God, we love you today, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, I love you today, Jesus. I praise your name. I pray, Lord, that you would breathe some strength, God, breathe some life into us getting in here on Wednesday night. God, I pray, God, for the joy of the Lord, God, to be moving in our lives, to be expressed through our lives, God. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to make the conscious choices and decisions, God, Lord, to, to get into your presence, to be filled with your spirit, God. It's joy in the Holy Ghost. It's joy in the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, right now, forget about everything else. And just worship Him. Come on, just worship Him for a few moments. Come on, you got yourself ready. You drove out to church tonight. Amen. We're here tonight. We're worshiping God. Let's, let's make it count for a few moments. God. Come on, let's talk a little bit more to God. Let's worship Him. God, we worship You, Lord. We praise You today. I magnify You, Lord. I worship You. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I lift up Your holy name. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 